Father, we thank you for the night. We just thank you for everything you're doing. Thank you, Lord, that you're going to give Ken. I've already given Ken exactly what we need tonight. Thank you for the group that was able to come out tonight. We know we're going to be blessed, and we, we know that you're going to take care of us, and we're going to get revelation on the word tonight, Father, and encouragement because you're just a good God, Father. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Mr. Gob. Oh, hallelujah. Amen? Well, I'll tell you what. I'm excited. Every day we have something happen. I don't know. It's just crazy how it happens. I don't understand it all. I don't understand everything. I was telling the pastor, I don't know why they have 10 hot dogs in a package and only 8 buns in another package. It's crazy. I, I, I'm always trying to figure things out. I had some, um, some um, lemon juice, and it said artificial flavor in lemon juice. And then we had some soap. It said real lemon juice. <laughs> they should put that in what we drank. You know, I, I just, I can't figure that out, you know. I saw an ad one time said, high school students this year, if they miss so many days, they're going to be cut in half. I thought, well, they shouldn't do that. Kill them, you know. <laughs> I was in San Francisco, and they said, bridge repairs held up with red tape. I said, boy, I ain't going over it, not me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's dangerous. It's like the, the, the miners in Kentucky, they had a, a sign that said, miners refuse to work after death. <laughs> I don't know about stuff like that. I'm trying to figure it all out. You know, do you ever wonder why glue get, doesn't get stuck in the bottle? See, I... My mind thinks like that. You know, I had a bottle of glue, and I, I said, Why, how come it don't get stuck in there? You know, how, that's hard to figure out, isn't it? Seemed like it ought to get stuck in there. It's like, can you play an AM radio in the PM? You know, I just, I'm always thinking of stuff like that, you know. In, insect repellent. It says right on the bottle, may be harmful to insects. So, we're trying to kill them anyway, you know? <laughs> and it's true. This is, uh, who dreams that stuff up? I saw a stroller in the airport, and it said, do not fold up stroller with child inside <laughs> who does that you know <laughs> somebody had to do it you know yeah. microwave is said do not heat up your animals in the microwave yeah. lady put her cat in there to heat it up well that just ends the cat you know <laughs> that's okay with me i don't like them anyway on the sleeping pills, it says, warning, 
may cause drowsiness. <laughs> it's supposed to. <laughs> yeah, oh dear. And on, on the diaper package, it said, notice, throw away after use. Here's a brown one. I think I'll save this one. <laughs> I don't know how they come up with that stuff, you know. Just crazy trying to figure it out. Well, tonight I want to talk to you about something important. I trust you won't forget it. And incidentally, we got our new brochures out for the trip for March, next March. We're the only tour in Israel now, bragging on this, giving God the glory, though. We're the only tour that puts the hotel list in the brochure. Nobody does that. They say first-class hotels. That don't mean nothing. That means running water. It don't mean nothing. And then they change the hotel and say, well, we, we got to keep a good spirit, you know, all that kind of garbage. And we don't do that. We put the hotel brochure, the hotel that we're staying in, like the David Citadel in Jerusalem, former Hilton. We put that in there so you can go online and look at the hotel. See the room you're staying in even. Isn't that cool? You know, we don't change anything. We have no gimmicks at all. We're going to Greece and Israel next March. So if you think about going, know somebody, be sure and... Tell them to go with us. We're going to have a, a good time. Amen? Amen? You know, the shortest chapter in the Bible is where? Psalms 117. Two verses. The longest chapter in the Bible is Psalms 119. 176 verses. That's a lot of verses. So that leaves Psalms 118 as a chapter in the middle. There are 594 chapters before Psalms 118 and 594 chapters after Psalms 118. That leaves the middle chapter, Psalms 118, and the middle verse, it is better to trust in God than to have confidence in man. Amen? So what I'm going to do tonight, a little different, you know, but it's okay. I'm going to, how many heard of the Ten Commandments? <laughs> yeah, people don't listen to them, but, you know, they, they, they don't. But I have my own set of Ten Commandments, and I'm going to give you my personal set of Ten Commandments. Is that okay? That's what I'm going to give you tonight. And um, the first thing that, uh, the, number one, every day when I get up, I think about ministry, touching somebody's life, helping somebody today. That should be our goal every day. How many know that? That's number one, commandment number one. Think about ministry. I, one guy said, well, I get a headache when I get out of bed in the morning. I said, you have to put your feet on the floor first, not your head, you know. So, you know, I, I think about ministry when I get up. And I say, Lord, I thank you that today I will talk to somebody 
I'm not trying to win the whole world. I'm trying, but, you know, we don't win the whole world. And uh, so I think about ministry, and I think whether you are in ministry or whether you're, well, everybody should be in ministry. You're all ministers, amen? You all have a way of, uh, each has a way, everybody's different. You can't be like me, I can't be like you. You know, some people are always trying to copy somebody. And that's, that's crazy. But I think it's wonderful to think about ministry when we get up. And I thank God for it. I thank God for this church. I thank God for Pastor Ron. And I pray for certain people and, and uh, our Gideon members, our supporters monthly. And, you know, I just take time to, to do that. Sometimes I get up early and do that in the morning. Other times I fell back asleep. How many have ever done that? And so uh, somebody asked me a while ago, said, do you take a nap? I said, I don't take Sunday afternoon naps. <laughs> that's how we got Becky. But anyway, <clears throat> that's beside the point. But anyway, <laughs> uh, think about ministry when you get up. Because you can be a minister. You can touch somebody's life. You can help somebody. You can do something. And uh, don't miss those. I, I don't miss opportunities. You know, I bought gas the other day, $8.90 a gallon in our town. And, man, I filled up my, my uh, pickup, and I said to this other guy, are you filling up? He said, as soon as I get a loan. <laughs> you know, and, and people joke about that. $8.90 a gallon. And down here, it's cheaper. I'm thinking of driving down here just to fill up, you know. But anyway, anyway it, it's uh, kind of good to think about ministry every day. Amen? That's my first commandment. The second thing, I avoid thought and poisons of the world. I don't let any thoughts or poison of the world affect me. That's my second commandment. I just don't do it. I don't let it flood my mind. I think about everything, you know, and I, I see you go to the bank and they have um, a place for uh, Braille for, for blind people to drive up. Uh, who drives up that's blind? You know, I stop and wait. I want to see them. And uh, it, it, now I'm not making fun of blind people because if it was on the passenger side, I could understand that. But it ain't, it's on the driver's side. The bank is so stupid to put it over there. The guy that drives up ain't blind, it's the other guy riding along. You know, they, they got it, everything is messed up all the time. I think of things like that. My mind, how many know my mind thinks different? Thank you. But <laughs> I think about things like that, you know, I just can't help it, you know. And I saw a sign that said, I was on a, where was I traveling? Somewhere in a sign that a truck stop said, diesel fried chicken. I thought, I ain't gonna eat no chicken fried in diesel. That's crazy, you know. <laughs> you know, so those, those are things I think about. So I avoid the thought and mind poisons of the world. You don't get bad, po bad thoughts from wor the word of God. We stand on the Word of God. 
Isn't it wonderful, the Word of God, how it stands and stands and stands year after year? When Jesus was on the cross, I was on his mind. Oh, I like that song. And so I don't, that's number two. And then number three, I take a personal inventory of who I am and what my special gift is, what I can do to use what I know. I'm always turning everything into soul winning. And uh, I, when I witness, I, I share as I travel, like uh, let's say tomorrow. When I fly home tomorrow, I will fly to Denver and then from Denver to Seattle and then I have to take the shuttle bus to Yakima. And I don't know who I'm going to sit beside, but they will not find out one thing about me for the first half of the flight. I, I, I know timing in witnessing. And um, I, I've learned, I, I guess I can tell this here, this is a great church. <laughs> but, well, we're having a seminar tonight, it's not like church. But anyway, uh, uh, I sat beside a man on the plane and he was a homosexual. I knew that immediately. And uh, I thought, this is not good. You know, I see when he sat down, you know, and uh, it, it, it bothers me. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, God made Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. And so, uh, you know, I just, uh, it bothered me. Well, I tried to witness to him, and an hour went by, and I got nowhere. I got, and I'm usually, you know, I don't want to brag, but I, I'm good at what I do. And you are too. So I couldn't get to him. And I said, God, I prayed under my breath. I said, God, I wrote a book about soul winning. Have you read that? You know, I'm checking with God. I said, I have a, a soul winning seminar. I have a syllabus. Have you looked at my syllabus to see what I wrote on, you know, soul winning? I'm getting nowhere with this man. He wasn't interested. And I had the worst time, and I said, God, give me something to talk to him about. Finally, the Lord did. <laughs> and I thought, oh, boy, this is going to be good. <laughs> and I sat there a little bit wanting to be sure this is what God wanted because I said, God, this, don't, this may not work, you know, with him. He's cut me off. He's not listening to me, and... He don't. He gave me a one answer, and I, he didn't care, and you know, it is not working. So I, I said to him, "There's something I probably sh shouldn't tell you." And he, he wanted to know what that was. It was amazing how interested he was. He wanted to know what that was. So I, I used a little drama, you know, and I. I looked around and uh, so nobody could see us and hear us and he leaned over and I'm ready to talk to him and he wanted to know what am I going to tell him that he shouldn't know. He's a homosexual. If my dad were alive today, he would, it wouldn't work for him because he'd be in jail. Because he got up in church and said, well, I thank God we don't have any queers going to this church. 
you know, stuff like that. It puts you in jail today for that. So anyway, I looked around a little bit, and he was trying to figure out what I'm going to tell him. Maybe I'm going to tell him that I'm coming out of the closet or something. And I said, well, I'll tell you, this is a, I've never told anybody this before, ever. And I kept looking around like he was trying to figure out, he's watching so nobody knows what he's going to tell me. And he was very interested. And finally I said, I was a man trapped in a woman's body for nine months, and then I was born. He fell out of the seat. He laughed. He, he said, everybody is trapped in a woman's body till they're born. That's what he's expecting to hear. And he thought that was the funniest thing ever. I did not lead him to Christ. But when I left, I gave him my card, my personal cell on, and I said, you call me any time. He said, I just, I just might do that. He said, I've never met anybody like you. <laughs> Why are you saying? <laughs> Pastor's agreeing with the poor guy. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> it was really something. And when I left, you know, I, I was glad that I said what I did and how I did it. I made him think something else, but... It, it was really great. We can always witness to somebody. And we can share our faith with somebody. So you take an inventory of your life. What, what are you good at doing? You, all of you have a certain thing you could do. I'm sure all of you have talent that I don't have. I can't be like you. You can't be like me. But you can trust God. I never did like tracks because when I was a kid, my dad had a track rack. You know what that is? They had a, a thing on the wall full of tracks, gospel tracks, four things God wants you to know, stuff like that. And the sign at the top said, take one and pass out. So our, us kids would take one, then we'd fall on the floor like we passed out. You know, we made fun of that. So I never did like the tracks, you know. <laughs> and so one time the Lord convicted me of it. And I was traveling, and uh, I, I got a piece of paper, and I started writing down some notes. And this guy beside me said, uh, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm, I'm writing, a, I, I'm writing a, a, a track. You know what track is? No. I said, well, it's a piece of paper that tells people how to find Jesus Christ as their Savior. And he said, well, what's the title on that? And the title is, What in Hell Do You Want? Who in Hell Cares? He liked that. He said, could I get some of those? And I said, yeah, give me your address. I've not printed yet, but I'm getting ready to print them. It didn't say what in the. It said what in hell. Like if you ask me, what in McDonald's do you want? Didn't say what in the McDonald's. What in McDonald's you want? I want hamburger and fries, whatever, you know. That's what McDonald's you want. So it says what in hell do you want? And who in hell cares? People that gone to hell, they don't want you to come. 
You read the Bible, the rich man Lazarus. You read about that. And they want somebody to witness to him, somebody to share Christ with him. So he wanted uh, some of those. And I said, well, I'm getting ready to print them, and I'll send them to you. And I said, well, what church do you go to? Oh, I'm not a religious, he said. I'm an atheist. I said, okay. Uh, and I thought, well, why does he want these tracks? And he said, I've got 50 employees. I want to put one on each desk. And I thought, oh, that's it. So at the next flight I was on, I got his name and address. Next flight I was on, the guy said, well, what is that? And I, I turned it so he could see what I was doing. You know, I know how to fish. And he asked what it was, and I told him, and, and he wanted to get some of them. And I said, I'm going to have them printed soon. I'll send them to you free. And uh, he said, okay. So he gave me his address. I said, you go to church? He said, no, I don't go to church, but I like the title. What in the hell do you want? Who in hell cares? <laughs> he said, I got some employees I want to give that to. And I thought, I've got it. So I printed them. And we are now, I think, somewhere in the neighborhood of our four million of them we printed. And when people call our office, like uh, Lucy, she passed away now, but she used to work for us, and, and she died of cancer. But uh, anyway, she was in charge of the hell division. Well, we had a hell division, I'm sorry. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, when people call and say, could I get some of that hell stuff? <laughs> we knew right away that they weren't Christians, and we'd send it to them free. If Christians call, we charge them $5 for a bundle, you know, but somebody had to pay. But anyway, uh, we, we've given away so many of them. We've had so many people saved from that. So many people have read that and found the Lord. Isn't that wonderful? And we, it's just another way of uh, touching lives and doing something. So uh, one of my commandments is uh, to, to new, do something special that you know God's helped you with. Amen? And then the next thing, I assassinate all thoughts as they enter my mind, all negative thoughts, negative thoughts. Don't let negative things into your mind, which means you got to watch what you see on TV. I mean, TV, as I said this morning, will pollute your mind if you listen to it. And don't just believe all that stuff. A lot of it is so much garbage, you cannot believe it. Isn't that true? So we need to think about that. And those thoughts that come under our mind, just assassinate them and get rid of them. That's number four, just get rid of them. Then the fifth commandment I have is practice believing. Believe everything God said in his word, but believe. Amen. Say, I believe. believe. See, everybody, we, we believe God. I believe everything that God says. How many believe that? I believe what he said. He said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go, I'll come again and receive you to myself. So I think the angels are getting ready to put the saddle on the white horse. Amen. Isn't that something? They got horses in heaven. Isn't that cool? They got dogs up there. Cats go to hell. But they, you know, just 
anyway, it just it's just the way it is. <laughs> they got animals. They got sheep up there. And they got lions that lay down with the with the sheep and all it's amazing. They got animals in heaven. Something to think about, isn't it? Noah should have drowned those two cats when he had a chance. But anyway, uh, we got to practice believing God. And then number six, I think and talk positive every day, even when I face negative situations. That's one of my commandments. I think and I talk. We talked this morning. You remember what I talked about? If you were here, think on these things. Think about the good stuff. Say good stuff. Think about the good things. Don't think bad things to people. Think about good things. And you have to talk it. See, you're, we prophesy our own future. We are snared by the words of our mouth. Some people talk so negative all the time that that's why they have negative things happen. Now, I know negative things happen to us that are really serving God, too. Negative things happen. It's how we react to what happens. It ain't what happens to us. It's how we react to what happens. Isn't that true? And so we try to be positive even in a negative world. How many believe that? But we have to think and talk in a positive manner every day. If you have a headache, you don't say, I, I don't have a headache. If you have a headache, you have a headache. Somebody say amen to that. If you broke your ankle, you, you broke your ankle. You don't ignore it. You can't ignore problems. Jesus never taught us to ignore problems. Jesus knew they'd be so real. He said, by my stripes ye are healed. We can thank God in advance. And, and praise God. So I, I do that every day. That's just one of my things. Practice believing God and thinking and talking positive. And then every day, and you should do this. Some of you do. Every day you should give something away. Every day, I don't care what it is, buy somebody a cup of coffee. It's one of my commandments. They give something away every day. It's number seven, giving something away. You say, well, what's that got to? There's something about giving. You know, givers are receivers. How many know that? You find people that had miracles happen. They get a new car or something and whatever. I mean, miracles happen to people. And usually the givers are the ones that get that. When I, I tell you, when I was in Las Vegas and saw those tall buildings with signs 60 foot high, 60 foot high in Las Vegas, big pictures on them, entertainers and everything. Some of the signs cost $10 million. Hard to believe. And I, I, I had fun witnessing. Oh, I had fun when I was there witnessing. But I told people, I found out who built these buildings. They said, who? I said, losers. <laughs> losers built those buildings. <laughs> Amen. One man lost $200,000. That's sad. They got counseling places there. 
for people that cannot stop. One lady was putting money in the machine and pulling the handle down on two different machines. And I said, are you, are you having fun? She said, not really. I said, uh, well, why are you running two machines? She said, I, I don't know. She's putting the quarters in and the dollars and whatever. I don't know what she put in. And she's pulling the hand on. I said, well, are you having fun? She said, no. I said, well, why don't you quit? You know what she said? And i never forget it. She looked at me and said, I can't. People can't help but sin. Our job is to win them to Christ. Amen? So give something to somebody. Buy somebody a cup of coffee. I mean, you your restaurants, go over and pick up their coffee, take it and buy them a cup of coffee, do something. I do it all the time. I'm not bragging about it. I used to never do anything like that. And my pastor said, don't worry about what people think about you bragging about giving something away every day. Just do it. Just do it. And I thought, I'm going, I've seen a t-shirt say, just do it. <laughs> I like that. Give something away every day. Say, I'm not going to go to bed at night till I give something away. And I think that's important. And then uh, the next thing, number eight, is keep a right spirit and an attitude, a good attitude. Live on top. Don't live on the bottom. Live on top every day. Live on top. Of, I tell everybody every day, keep looking up except when you go down the stairs. You may have to look down then, but that's the only time. You know, keep looking up. You ever, the other day I stepped off a step and there was one more step. How many ever had that happen? Yeah. Man, I was just jumping around. I made it, but it was one extra step that I didn't, wasn't expecting. But if you live on top every day with your life being a positive force in a negative world, God will bless your life. There will be miracles happen to you that don't happen to everybody because you're living on top. You know, Zig Ziglar used to have a book, See You at the Top. And that's important to let people know that you're a positive person in a negative world. They all know we live in a negative world. So my commandment is to live on top and believe God. And then number nine I praise God every day. I don't complain. If something's negative, I don't complain about it. We all have had negative things happen. Isn't that true? Sometimes, you know, you can almost get upset at things happening. You say, well, I, I don't understand that I pay my tithe, I give to God, I'm a giver, I love God, I'm positive, and negative things happen. You, nothing you can do about that. Live on top and believe God is going to see you through and, and count your blessings. Amen. I count my blessings. I don't count my problems. People will say, well, how many people didn't you win? I don't count them. I, how should I know? I know the ones I did win. And I live on top and I count my blessings every day. We got something to be thankful for. I still have food in my cupboard. I do. I have food in my cupboard. My daughter came over and she's throwing stuff away. She out of my kitchen. 
I mean, out of the fridge. I said, what are you doing? She said, you can't eat these. I said, a can isn't opened yet. It's still good in the can. She said, Dad, it expired 10 years ago. I said, well, it's still good in there. I'm going to eat it. She said, no, you can't do <laughs> She's throwing things away. Yeah, it's crazy. And, and she said, what about these pickles? And I said, they're okay. She said, they're five years old. I said, I'm still eating them. I'm not dying. She said, oh, Dad, you can't. You've got to look at the date on these things. You know, and I, she's throwing more stuff away. I said, don't throw my hot sauce away. No, I get that from Barbados. Don't, don't throw that away. It's hot. <laughs> anyway, let's start being that way. What do you say? And start thanking God. And then, last of all, I train myself to expect answers. I expect to win people to Christ. I expect that God will meet my needs. I expect that God will help us. I expect a miracle in the mail. God can take care of everything. Amen? One time my dad, when I lived in Kentucky, my dad sent me a $100 bill. Well, he never did that before. So I called him and said, Dad, I thought, he can't afford this. And I said, Dad, thank you for the $100 bill. He said, I never sent you a $100 bill. I got one envelope, and it was from my dad. My dad used to write on the envelopes. He wrote on, don't beg for any money. Don't chase any women. He mean, he, uh, oh, I, I thought, the postman is reading this stuff. <laughs> My dad was something else, I tell you. And he'd write notes on the, on the envelope, you know. He's already sealed it, so he just wrote it on the envelope. <laughs> and he did stuff like that. And he said, I never sent you a hundred. I know when I send money, he said, son, when people give you money, you send them a receipt and a thank you letter. Let them know you appreciate their giving. And I said, well, Dad, I got one envelope. It had a $100 bill in it. He said, I sent you a 10. Now, I don't know what happened. God just turned it into a, a 100. Some drug dealer was going along and said, where's that $100? And <laughs> Angel took it out of his pocket and put it in the envelope or something. I don't know what happened. But, you know, God can work unbelievable miracles. I've had unbelievable miracles happen in my life because I thank God and praise God in advance and didn't complain, but I expected something to happen. When we pray, we have to expect answers. Amen? When you believe God, you have to expect answers. How many actually think we can rise above the negative? And expect answers. Amen. You can't ignore a problem. When my son was killed in a motorcycle wreck, you've all heard that story. And it was a sad day. Twelve years ago it happened now. And um, Dan was six foot seven. 
tall guy. He had to sit sideways in an airplane, feet in the aisle. But, um, you know, when that happened, I never forget that day when that policeman came up and everybody was in our office down on the main floor and the policeman got out of his car and stood there so long and I saw him and I thought, I wonder what's going on. He took his hat off and threw it on the seat and then he came in, he said, Mr. Gobb, I said, yes. He said, there's been a bad accident with a semi-truck and a motorcycle and your son Danny was on the motorcycle and he didn't make it. I was ticked at God. I'm sorry, but I'm, I don't know how to tell it any different. And I went outside the door and my wife was screaming and my daughter and the other employees were crying. And, and um, I went outside the door of my office and I said, God, this did not happen to me. I'm serving you. I'm living for you. How could a negative thing happen when I'm positive? When every day I'm praising you for miracles, how could this negative thing happen? It must have happened to somebody else. And I said, if it happened to my son, and he could have been saved with a few seconds either way from that truck, why didn't you take care of him? And I was ticked off at God. You don't want to stay ticked off at God long. He'll pull your chain, you'll be gone. Amen? So I finally got a hold of myself and I said, God, I, I don't understand it, but I'm, I'm going to believe you. I'm going to trust you anyway. And I went in and comforted the rest of them. My wife was crying and it was a sad day, but we learned how to live above it. We learned how to thank God in advance for miracles. The Bible said all things work together for good. It didn't say all things were good. Some things are just crap. Sorry. <laughs> Some things are garbage. Isn't that true? But it's how you react to that. And so thank God in advance anyway. And say, Lord, I praise you. Whatever happened, I'm going to believe you. I'm going to trust you. And if you break your leg and God doesn't heal it, then get a cast foot on. Don't be stupid. Yeah. Isn't that true? Yeah. We have to learn those kind of things. And so let's, let's do those commandments. Let's say I'm going to be a positive force in a negative world. I know God is going to see me through. I know God's going to give me an answer. And maybe you face something tonight. I don't know. You know, you might face something that God is talking to you about. You know, we listen to God. We have to pray. I, our family, we prayed about everything. I told you the time that we had a chance to buy a Mary Kay car, and it was pink. And my son Nathan said, we're not riding in it. We ain't riding in no pink car. <laughs> <laughs> well, we prayed about it, and even though it was a good deal, we, we let it go. You know, sometimes we have to let things go. If we want to live on the positive side and expect us to live above the negative, we have to sometimes let things go. And some people just carried on and on and on and talk about it forever. You, you know, we all face things. 
It's how we react to things. And uh, I don't like it that my wife died or that Sister Connie died. I don't like that they're up there in heaven now having a good time. They're in their mansion. Why would they want to come back to my house? They got a mansion up there. Amen? And see, I believe the coming of the Lord, as I said this morning, is, is so close that God's getting the angels ready to put the saddle on the white horse. And Jesus is soon coming. I think the coming of the Lord is possibly, and I'm not saying this to run any of you down or myself down, but the coming of the Lord is so close that I may book a meeting here and never come to it. I may have other meetings booked and never come because Jesus will come. I want to hear him say, well done. You've done your Ten Commandments, and well done, and you expected answers, you lived above the problems and the difficulties and the negative things, and you know good things will happen. Amen. I got a check one time for a million dollars. Little eight-year-old kid had written it in his mother's checkbook and gave me that check, and I'll never forget that. I went to her and said, did you see this? She said, oh, my Lord, how did he do that? And I gave it back to her. It wasn't any good anyway. <laughs> but uh, we, I expect God will do things, and I just expect good things to happen. Let's start thanking God and praising him. If you have a need in your life tonight, I want you to stand right now. If you face something, you love the Lord. Yes, these are getting up right now. I believe are the ones God's going to do something for. You love God, but you face something. Christians face things too. Our job is to believe God. Can you say an amen? Our job is to trust God and know that he will see us through and give us the miracles that we need. I want you that are seated uh, to, let's all stand for a moment. You see these others standing, just reach your hand towards somebody and pray for them right now. Father, we thank you right now on this night, this Sunday night. We take a few minutes to praise you in advance for what you've already done. You've already blessed us. You've already given us miracles. You've already helped us to believe you and to trust you for answers. And many of us have had answers. There have been miracles happen here in this church. And we thank you for it, Lord. We give you praise for that. We don't knock that. We glorify your name because you are the God of all gods. The world has secular gods. We serve the God of this creation that made this universe. That said, let there be light and the lights were on. We thank you, Lord, that you're that big, that you answer prayer, and you've prepared a place for us. So when we close our eyes on this earth, in a second we open them in heaven. We thank you for that today, Lord. Thank you for answered prayer. Thank you for touching lives. Thank you for lifting us up. Thank you for encouraging us. Thank you for encouraging ourselves and believing you in negative times. Thank you for these tonight. In the wonderful name of Jesus, we pray. Hallelujah. 
Thank you, Jesus. Give the Lord a hand clap tonight. Helen, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, if, that's kind of sick. If you, <laughs> if, if the Lord does, you know, if you, you have baseball games here or something, and when they, oh, yeah. it's about over and somebody hits a home run, oh, yeah. you say, that was really nice. I like that. <laughs> no, you don't. You jam that ice cream in somebody's face and popcorn all over and everything, and you scream and holler, amen? Give the Lord a good hand of praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for what you're doing. Glory to God. Pastor, you may be seated. God bless you. Pastor, I love you, brother. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Reminds me of the time we the Lord instructed me just to let the people know we need $100,000 for the next building and most of you know this story and I that's basically all I said hey believe with me for $100,000 we need that to get the other building started and it wasn't very long and you know the story Dave Meyer called me and said what are you guys believing for I said $100,000 and I said what are you believing for he said 5.6 million but they got it but he wrote checked us for $100,000 got the building started and that came how I believe it I mean that's just that's the way everything's got to be you wake up in a bad mood get out of it you have a choice lay there and think about all the problems you got and this and that and all the things that go on in your life and that's where you'll stay and you've heard you guys have heard me a million times get out of the problem and get into the promises and watch what God Let's help him solve a problem with an answer, and that's finances. He's got all kinds of stuff going on. Radio programs need to be paid for, constant. I didn't realize he just got back from Russia, Ukraine. How do you pay for that, folks? It takes finances. So let's give. Uh, you say, well, I gave this morning. Well, you got fed tonight. Go in Red Lobster and eat and walk out without paying won't work <laughs> that's a good idea but it don't work so if you're if you're giving tonight uh write the checks to grace church and john is going to meet me in the morning at six o'clock so we can count up the thing before he hits the road at 6 30 in the morning so we can get that together father we thank you and we're gonna we're gonna give we're gonna meet his need and he's gonna leave with finances it's gonna take care of the need that he already knows in his heart what he's got to have but he already knows that God's going to take care of it if we only give him a dime. God's going to take care of it. He's not after the money. He's just after chasing after you like we are, Father. So we thank you that we are going to be able to be a part of what he's doing in the days to come. And we thank you for that, Father. And we give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. God is good. Ken, I've laughed more the last two days. Oh, my goodness. God's good. God's good. Taking to let you all know, the bus is going back up to Washington tomorrow morning at 7 o'clock uh, to look at it and try to get it fixed for kids' camp, which is only four weeks ago that way. A uh, lot going to have to be done the next four weeks, so keep that in prayer. Over in our connection corner, we call it now, there are sign-up sheets over there uh, for things if you want to get involved in it. I know Jenny would love that. Uh, uh, they 
went down to Branson to see Trinity for the weekend, so I think that went really well. Uh, all's good here. Let's all stand up. Father, we just thank you so much for all that was able to come out tonight. Those that watched uh, on TV, we thank you, Lord, that uh, they got blessed. We got blessed. We thank you that Ken is going to have a safe trip back to Yakima. Thank you that it, uh, his next move is going to be good where he goes as far as ministry. We thank you that every need he has is going to be met so he can continue at his young age to reach hearts and reach lives. We thank you for everything that's going on, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Call you blessed. You are dismissed. See you Wednesday or before. <laughs>